It's October 9th, 2019, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we have Sandra Fujiyama from the Office of Innovation and Commercialization over at UH, and Millie James from Mana Up, and they're here to tell us about the Future Focus Conference. Uh, and then we'll be joined by Thelma Elaine and Donna Scanell from Kaiser Permanente to talk about the upcoming Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. First up, I want to let you know about this uh, quick news item coming up tomorrow. There's a talk about the Event Horizon Telescope collaboration, which recently obtained the first image of a black hole. Dr. Jeffrey Bauer will describe the science and technology behind this discovery, including what it tells us about the Einstein theory of general relativity. Uh, The black hole has been given a Hawaiian name called uh, Povehi in recognition of the pioneering role of the Mauna Kea telescopes. The submillimeter array and the James Clerk Maxwell telescope. Now this is happening tomorrow, October 10th, and it's going to happen at 7 p.m. over at the UH Art Auditorium. And I'll put the uh, link up on our show notes for later on tonight. And of course, I want to welcome Sandra Fujiyama from the Office of Innovation and Commercialization over at UH and Mele James from Mana Up. And uh, I want to have them talk about this upcoming Future Focus Conference. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Bert. Thanks for having us. Thank now, Mele, I always have you on for uh, Mana Up and HVCA, but uh, now you are here talking about this Future Focus. Yeah. What, what is Future Focus? So Future Focus has been going on for the past five years. Um, they've the Office of, of Innovation and Strategy, which is the VP of, of, of Innovation and Strategy, Vasilis Sermos, as well as the Hawaii Business Roundtable, are co-hosts of this event, really bringing innovation um, to light in Hawaii, trying to promote collaborations. And there's always been different topics, whether that uh, was in you know around innovation or cybersecurity or different topics that are really relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's is around sustainability and resilience, really looking at climate change and combating sea level and all these things that are really, really important, especially for Hawaii being an island in the middle of the Pacific. Well, Sandra, this is your office, and I know you've been heavily involved with the coordination and, and uh, filling the, the panels. Uh, give us a little sense of what your involvement is and, and what do you want to feature? Um, so since I am from UH, we want to feature the UH research and UH researchers. So mm-hmm. a number of the panelists uh, will be speaking about the work that they're doing. For example, we have Chip Fletcher, who is an expert in sea level rise. And since that's the, one of the topics, sustainability and res- resilience, that's what he's going to talk to. We also have another researcher, Jason Lee, mm-hmm. who does da- data visualization. He's worked with the Hawaii State Energy Office as well as Hawaiian Electric. And he has used his research to bring to life pages and thousands and thousands of pages of information and put it onto a map of Hawaii so we can figure out where our renewable energy resources are going to go. So people will get to see that. People will get to hear him. So those are just a couple of the speakers from UH that are going to be there. Um, And it's wonderful for us to be able to kind of highlight what they're doing and highlight the research that they have so that the greater public um, understands what UH is doing and it can impact Hawaii and hopefully impact the, the larger world globally. Mm-hmm. Now, Meli, this has gone on for several years now, right? Yes. Future Focus. Yes. And so in your, and I know you've been involved since the beginning, so what have you seen sort of Future Focus's direction and objectives being over the course of those five years? 
So we're seeing a lot of ways that corporate can get involved with innovation and how different stakeholders can get involved with entrepreneurship and innovation. So I'm really excited about a panel that I'm moderating on day two, mm-hmm. where we're going to have a lot more of our entrepreneurs that are local. But specifically, this one's uh, called Linking Innovators and Early Adopters. And we're excited to see more corporate coming to the table, not only from a financial standpoint or you know possibly investing in funds, but also being beta customers and opening up uh, challenges that they're having in their corporations that that early uh, that innovators can solve these problems for. So in my panel, we've got three examples of, of large corporate here in Hawaii who have uh, linked with early uh, with innovators to solve problems. So we've got um, DFS that's come to the table, really looking at their Manoa chocolate mm-hmm. um, and bringing them um, into the store and really highlighting and doing a 300x in, in sales by really with that storytelling. And then Hitachi coming in um, and they're linking up with with an entrepreneur here um, around some of the challenges that they've had, as well as uh, shifted energy with a Hawaiian Electric Company. Oh, that's great! And and so, Sandra, you know, in terms of the outcomes that you would like to see as a result of Future Focus, what would be some of the kind of key things we would like to see happen as a result of the conference? So we want to really develop awareness out in the community and with corporates about the innovation and entrepreneurship that's going on out there. We also want to inspire collaboration. So this conference is attracting, and we have speakers that are in corporate, that are within the community, that are funders, um, that are innovators, that are researchers. So we hope to inspire collaborations through the topics and the panelists and the chats that we're having mm-hmm. so that we can all come together and help Hawaii innovation have more of a global impact. Now, would you char- how would you characterize the people that you want to attend this event, right? Because this is open to everybody. It's not like just UAH or just the private sector. Who would you like to actually come to this, and how can they most benefit from it? So it really can be so many different stakeholders. It could be people in corporate who are interested in innovation, um, also other entrepreneurs who are looking at, hey, how can I get involved, um, researchers, and anyone yeah. else in the community? Even the startups. Mm-hmm. As, yeah. you know, so well, one of the panels that I'm moderating is a startup roadmap. And so we, you know, hopefully the startups will be inspired by what they see, but we're also trying to give them resources. So as part of my panel, we have a number of different agencies and different uh, people who provide resources to these startups. So we hope to give them that education so that they can be helped uh, become successful. And, and also and, looking at capital. So we have a whole panel on um, capital comes in many forms and also around indigenous innovation and investment, which is very specific to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And and Sandra, so in terms of, uh, and UH is getting much more involved with the startup ecosystem, entrepreneurship, even accelerators. And uh, your new boss, Steve Arbach, is, is uh, taking the helm and I would love to get him on the radio sometime and talk about what he's doing. So, Sandra, where can people actually find out about uh, Future Focus and sign up? Okay, so Future Focus is October 15th and 16th at the Hawaii Convention Center. So, right. in order to register, you have to register by Friday. Um, and you can find us by Googling Future Focus 2019. Okay, anything else, Melly? Well, I just say that's a great uh, conference to come to, and uh, you'll be meeting lots of different stakeholders, and I'm always inspired every time I go. Well, sounds good. I want to thank you both uh, for for joining us. Thank you for having us, Bert. And we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Thelma Lane from the Hack Organizing Committee and Donna Scannell from uh, Kaiser Permanente. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, locations, Haleakala Waldorf School and Honolulu Waldorf School. Many years ago when I lived on the mainland, I used to listen to NPR. And it was on the first push button, and I don't know that I listened to anything else. And so many years ago, the only way I could listen to the station was be in Hanalei, holding onto the antenna of my car, waving an arm around, because it was very difficult to get in a normal car. That's how I came to love Hawaii Public Radio. My name is Noel Brooks, and I live in Kilauea on Kauai. And I'm proud to be a member of HPR. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. I'm uh, glad to welcome Thelma Elaine from the Hack Organizing Committee and Donna Scannell from, uh, she's a CIO over at Kaiser Permanente. And we're here to talk about the upcoming Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Great. You know, uh, we had the governor on uh, several weeks ago to talk about the Code Challenge, kind of a Kind of a kickoff. I mean, it's his uh, his kind of pet project, and I think he's really passionate about it. But, you know, I wanted to have some of the on-the-ground folks that are involved with the actual work that needs to get done. And, and Thelma, you've uh, kind of taken the helm to make sure that the Code Challenge is successful. Now, you've been involved with the Code Challenge for like the last four years. That's correct. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about how you are involved this year. Well, um, I have been involved the last four years, and or three years, I should say, um, and they came to me and said, would you be interested in managing the situation this year? And I'm like, no, I'm too busy. And we ended up talking about ideas, and they're like, nope, you're going to come help us. And I was like, oh, okay. And so the reality is, is I'm doing the background administrative stuff, but a lot of the heavy lifting <clears throat> is happening by the planning committee. And we have a great team of people a lot of people involved from ETS, a lot of people involved from the community. And I can't say enough about the positive, awesome energy of what they bring to the table, their excitement, their enthusiasm, and I love working with yeah, them. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the planning committee because uh, I've been on for the last several weeks, but you have some pretty passionate, committed people. Maybe you should you know, share who they are and what the where, what organizations they come from. Uh, I'm going to name the first one. I'm going to name is Philip Johnson. He's from e, uh, UH mm-hmm. uh, Manoa, and what I like about him is he is in, so enthusiastic and he has such brilliant ideas. I think one of the reasons he s- likes it so much is that he actually participated in the first year of the Hack event, and now he is one of the primary sources of our student challenges from the college area. He gives credit to his students for doing the hack. Mm-hmm. And he gets very involved with the kind of challenges we have to do. The other two professors that are involved that I think really highly of are Stuart Crawford and Ed Souza. Um, they, again, bring a lot of students in to participate, and they use it for an educational platform. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, um, people from ETS and what is, gonna, what, is, what is ETS? Um, Enterprise Technology Services. It's a state agency, and they were um, earmarked to run this for the governor. Um, I, I don't know if earmarked is the, quite the right they word. They are. Somebody Maybe volunteered, I yeah. think. 
contact. <laughs> I think somebody volunteered and said, oh, yeah, I can do that, but we'll leave it at that. And, I, you know, I don't know all the gory backstory of that part of it. My initial involvement was um, I worked for the uh, Hawaii State um, – Hawaii. Technology, Technology Development, Development Corporation. Corporation. God, I, I remember. <laughs> and I, I was, as the innovation manager, I got mm-hmm. asked to go help with the planning. Um, and then uh, Bert asked me that first year to uh, manage the teams to for the presentation day. And apparently I was very good at it. Yes, so, you were very good. So, I, I have to vouch for that guy, Bert. Yeah, he did a good job. Um, and then... The next year, I got invited back to do that same role, mm-hmm. and then the third year, I got invited to help on the planning committee regu- more regularly um, with Beth Kut- uh, Kutch. Sorry, and it again, uh, I have a lot of people. Uh, the the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. I mean, sorry, the Honolulu Community College gave us rooms to hold the panel planning. Uh, that was Jarrett Yip and. Um, Steve Arbach. Arbach. Yeah. Um, Caroline, whose name I last name I'm going to mess up, so I'm not going to try to do it from the ETS. Sorry, Caroline. Um, she has been such a major, she's been my right hand person on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's done a lot of the heavy lifting on the PR side and the messaging side and uh, getting people to help me with the website. They have a odd website that I was having trouble with, and I'm somebody who actually knows how to do websites. It was, but it, but they were really helpful. They did a beautiful job of getting those kind of things done. So. Now, Donna uh, Kaiser Permanente has been a sponsor of this event from the from day one. I mean, I remember when uh, we first put it on, and and I, I talked to uh, Joy Barua, mm-hmm. and he had no hesitation about uh, sponsoring this. Now, from a Kaiser standpoint, I mean, what do you what do you see? You know, as a uh, health provider, uh, um, what do you see as being the benefit of of supporting something like this? So we at Kaiser really want to stay involved in the community and help things like this develop in the community and develop, uh, you know, economic growth, uh, talent pool, uh, opportunities for people, students, as Thelma mentioned, but also the non-students who participate Mm -hmm. to give them some exposure and one of the things I love about it is the creativity around the solutions that uh, they come forward with and uh, to see all that and just encourage that more and more. You know, as the uh, CIO over at Kaiser, uh, what do you look at? What are you looking at as far as the environment for IT professionals or how Hawaii is is equipped to now embrace this, this uh, technology and be prepared for this 21st century onslaught of whatever it might be? Machine learning, AI—you know—all the things that are coming down the pipe. I mean, how, do you see? How do you see these kinds of events helping to foster that environment? Well, so much in technology now is about how the technology interacts with people and how people interact with the technology. So we're always looking for not only really good technicians who know how to make the technology work, whether it be AI or blockchain or whatever, mm-hmm. but more so how to make it meaningful to our patients, to our providers, to the people who are interacting with that technology. So at the hack where they not only have to come up with a solution, but they have to present it mm-hmm. to the to the judges and explain how their solution will benefit 
you know, the problem that they're trying to solve and what the user uh, interface looks like and all that, I think is a really important part of what we're asking the competitors to do. No, I do want to talk to you more about what you as a judge might be looking for. But uh, tell me, in terms of the process that will uh, be started soon, because the kickoff is coming up pretty soon, what is it that will actually happen at the kickoff? And I know the in the back, a lot of the work that's being done is identifying potential challenges that could be pitched to the audience. So tell us a little bit about what is going on kind of in the, uh, you know, in the back room to prepare for this. Um, the committee basically sends out a, hey, would you like to have a challenge in the uh, hack event this year? And the challenges are really from the government. Yes, pitching an idea or, or maybe a problem that yeah, they might be so, having, right? So they may have a problem that they're looking for a solution to. This year we're doing something a little different. Um, our theme last year was sustainability, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue on that theme, but we're going to continue it on a, in a method of building upon it. So this year we're talking about community resilience built upon sustainability. And the idea behind that is that it's not just the government problem, but that this might be something that's community problem as well, and that if there is a role between the government and the community that can come together either better communicate data from the state to the community or get data from the community back to the state, uh, that will give that will empower everything into uh, um, being able to make the local community stronger on many levels. Our, how, how does the how does the uh, the the departments, and there are a number of different departments that are coming up with their their sort of uh, challenges. How do they get swayed or, or influenced or, or encouraged to come up with a pitch? Um, members of the committee mm-hmm. kind of go around and knock on doors and make phone calls and send emails out. Uh, I know that Doug Murdoch, uh, this new CIO, uh, also uh, did a good job of pitching it at every every time he was having meetings with the d- various departments, he kept mentioning it and mentioning it and mentioning it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really was very helpful to people being aware that this was coming down the pike so that when we start, when we did the, uh, sent out forms and started asking uh, people to be involved, it wasn't like they're like, what's this? And then hit delete on their email. They, you know, a number of people uh contacted us and said, so what do I do next, and things of that nature. But we also had, uh, like, Hawaii Green Growth went around and asked and talked to a lot of people for us. Uh, um, Transform Hawaii Government contacted some people. I contacted people. Um, Philip Johnson contacted Mm -hmm. a number of people. So we, the planning committee really came together and, you know, yeah. Browbeat, browbeat people into getting involved. No, I'm just kidding. And we we did this year is we did try to find for most of the ha- uh, challenges this year we have both the government sponsor and a community sponsor. Uh, I think uh, four out of the five challenges we're only, we're going to have five challenges this year have corollary a private public relationship with each I other. I do want to ask you a little bit about real high level like what are some of the challenges that are being kind of uh, maybe maybe you know a couple of the five that that are top so, of mind for you. So, so um, hold I, that when hold that okay. thought hold that okay. thought yep. we'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with both Delma Lane and Donna Scannell about the Hawaii annual code challenge this is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Thelma Elaine part of the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge Organizing Committee and Donna Scannell, CIO over at Kaiser Permanente about civic engagement and the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. Of course, right before the break, we're talking about some of the effort to get the departments to come up with some challenges. And Thelma, off the top of your head, I mean, like, what are some of the ones that are top of mind so people can sort of think about them? There's a couple that are very interesting, so I'll mention those. Um, One of them, the uh, Hawaii uh, Archives, Mm -hmm. is looking for a way to collect data on um, events that happened in the past, people who remember them. So there's going to be a a challenge around being able to collect data and make it a little, and put it on a map in some times. I'm kind of excited about that one, so expanding the digital library at the state in that method. Um, the other one that I'm kind of excited about, particularly because it's a really strong private-public relationship, is um, the Department of Energy and HECO are coming together to do something on electronic, uh, electronic electric vehicle charging uh, data analysis. So they're going to figure out a way to – they got data so that they can figure out how to visualize that data in a more interesting way. You mentioned Department of Energy. Of course, there isn't a state Department of Energy. That's a federal agency. Sorry. And then Hawaiian Electric, that's a private sector. So what's the state's – what state department is involved I in that I believe one? it's the DBET Office of Energy. Is that right? Oh, really? Oh, okay. 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 That, they wrote it down on my sheet as Department of Energy. No, I, think, I, I got think confused. Right. I think it's so all, yeah, yeah, Energy yeah. Office. Yeah. So, Donna, you know, you have been a judge – uh, for the better part of the mm-hmm. you know last uh, three code challenges, uh, what is it as a judge? What are you looking for? And perhaps give us uh, maybe give some of the uh, pointers or or tips to the potential teams what they might how they might best present their their uh, mm-hmm. prototypes. Sure. So there is a criteria that the judges are given so that we're all looking somewhat at the same aspects and rating each aspect of the different solutions. Mm -hmm. Uh, That includes certainly a solid technology solution and a demonstration of that. I don't believe it has to be complete, but a proof of concept of the solution that they've developed. But what I look for even beyond that is kind of what comes around that. How well did they understand the problem? Uh, and how well did they define the problem before they generated the solution or created the solution? And then also how much they've thought through how the people who would be using this system uh, are going to interact with it and how easy would it be to interact. And then you know, data analytics is such an important part of system development now. Uh, I would be looking for have they included the right data analytics to know that the solution is doing what you need it to do, what you expect it to do. What are the metrics that show that, yes, the solution is really solving the problem? Now, you said that it's it's kind of a prototype, but it's not the expectation of a completed product is is not, I mean, obviously, the three-week period, I mean, it's hard to actually come up with a finished product. So how would you perhaps evaluate the, the degree by which you know, this prototype has achieved the solution? So in past years, they've definitely been able to demonstrate 
and it may it may be a demonstration that you're seeing a facade mm-hmm. of what it would look like, and behind the scenes, it may not be 100% uh, fully coded. But I would be looking for at least a, a visual mm-hmm. uh, demonstration of what the, their vision of the solution would be. And and uh, Thelma, you know, in previous years there was uh, an effort to try to have a like a technical committee evaluate the the functionality of some of the prototypes. Is that something that still is happening for this uh, code challenge? Yes, absolutely. And so, what is the technical committee kind of looking for? Um, they're looking for a working version of the code. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, like knock your socks off completed, but it should work. Um, we're doing something a little different this year. Instead of a code freeze and that's it, uh, we're actually telling them that they need to deposit a working copy of the code. And from there, uh, they continue working on it. Uh, it that'll give us a primary evaluation of what the quality of the, the piece of work who's, is. Uh, who's part of this uh, technical com- committee? Uh the two professors from HPU that I mentioned before mm-hmm. and a uh, gentleman named George Lee who is kind of picking up the – doing the heavy lifting on that evaluation. Oh, very good. So He, he participated in the past, so he has a good feel as well. Mm-hmm. So. And Donna, have you, have you um, seen some of the, uh, let's say, prototypes have a, a life after the code challenge? I've certainly seen opportunity for that. The the ideas have always been very, very well thought out and well generated. Um, I haven't seen them actually implemented, but there's certainly opportunity for for that. Now, now, Thelma, I mean, I think that's something that we've always kind of wrestled with in terms of the code challenge, and it's a great event. It happens, you know, three to four weeks, but uh, the post-code challenge effort is always something that we would like to see happen, but, you know, the 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 finesse to make it happen, the resources that might make it happen are still kind of maybe a little elusive, but you have some ideas. Yeah, uh, we, we want to do some post-event trainings um, on building relationships to try to get some of those out because there's an entrepreneurial spirit that you have to have if you're going to start something from scratch. So there's some entrepreneurial training we want to do. We want to get more training about uh, uh, business analysts. Um, one of our trainers for our workshop is from the IIB, which is the International Institute of Business Analysts. And he is talking to me about bringing his classes available to hack attendees. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other things going on that we really want to figure out why we can't get these things moved on. And so this year we have, again, two challenges that are using what are traditionally government platforms as a backbone, and we're going to suggest, and we're going to have trainings at the kickoff event for those backbone platforms. So what bla- uh, backbone platforms are those? Uh, I think Salesforce is one of them. Salesforce right? is one of them, and the other one will be Esri. And what is it that people can sort of take advantage of as a result of understanding those as platforms? Um, I, I don't know a lot about Esri, so I can't speak to that one, but I will tell you uh, uh, Salesforce is basically a really strong database backbone, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pre-built capability on that plat- that database platform. So it, it, it's, um, it probably behooves some teams, if they have a bit of Salesforce uh, background, to perhaps apply that as a you know, as a um, uh, programming environment. Well, it's. I think that what you'll find is that it's a good tool for uh, future work development. And if you have a business and you can use some of those, is it'll be an answer. Now, Donna, uh, you know, this is open to not only individuals from the private sector but students as well, right? So, uh, 
what would you like to say to some of the high schools that might be interested in participating? So I think I've been more impressed with some of the student solutions in previous years than, than, than the others. They seem to be very creative. They tend to be very creative and enthusiastic and bring a little humor to their story as well. So yeah. uh, I would absolutely encourage the high school students to do their best and have fun doing it. Uh, they usually come as a team. And uh, it seems like it's a, it's a good, fun opportunity for them in addition to a, to a good learning. Thelma, where can people sign up for the Code Challenge? When is the, when's the kickoff? The kickoff is July. Oh, July. July, yeah. <laughs> Come on, we're in October. October 19th. I okay, just, where can people sign and up? hack.hawaii.gov. Very good. Thelma Lane, the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge Organizing Committee. Donna Scannell, CIO over at Kaiser Permanente. And they're both very strong supporters of the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. I want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you thank so you much for having, having us. us. And thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about the future of hydrogen-powered cars. If you missed any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on BiteMarksCafe.org. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at BiteMarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Sweet.